This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly, Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us talking baseball on uh, what is turning into a frigid January weekend in Northeast Ohio. Winter arriving in earnest now. We've had a, a couple of flashes, but nothing serious in terms of cold winter weather, but uh, nothing that we expect during baseball season, that's to be sure. But uh, we have to grin and bear it right now in January. But hopefully some baseball talk to warm you up here for the next hour or so, including a visit with Jim Folk, who's the vice president of Ballpark Renovations, the longtime ballpark operations vice president for the Guardians. And uh, he is overseeing another renovation project. And uh, as we can tell you from here at Progressive Field, the cranes are out. There is massive work being done and a renovation project that will take two years to complete is well underway. And we'll get the update from Jim, as well as some great memories of when this ballpark opened as Jacobs Field back in uh, 1994. And of course, before that, the construction project. So some good stories from Jim coming up in the second half of our show today. We will also hear from Kelly Dredge, who will fill us in on everything Guards Fest That's next week now, one week from today. If you're listening to this on the Guardians Radio Network, Saturday, January the 20th, it's Guards Fest, and uh, more than 30 players on the roster will be in town to participate in Guards Fest, and you can be there too. It should be a great day. It always is, and once again, it will be at the Huntington Convention Center. But first, we visit with Kai Correa, one of several new coaches on Stephen Vogt's coaching staff for the coming season the new manager filling out his coaching staff with some holdovers from Terry Francona's staff the past several years including pitching coach Carl Willis and hitting coach Chris Valeka among others but also some new coaches and Kai Correa will be the major league field coordinator we had a chance to catch up with him recently he filled us in on the position and the excitement of a major league position with an organization that he has worked for in the past, not too long ago, two years in player development for the Guardians back in 2018 and 2019, the past three seasons as the bench coach for Gabe Kapler with the San Francisco Giants, and now in the major leagues once again, back with Cleveland 
as the Guardians field coordinator on the Major League staff. And here's how that conversation went with Kai Correa. First off, thanks for coming by. Congratulations on the new position with a, a former organization. No, thanks for having me, and, and I couldn't be more excited to be, uh, you know, coming home, for lack of a better term. Well, and you mentioned that, and, and your prior time with Cleveland was um, back in 2018-2019 in the player development side. And, and what were some of the takeaways that you had from that time that, that you're looking forward to getting back to, even though you're at the major league level now, just based on uh, what you know of the organization? Well, I think the first thing that jumps out are the people. Right? You hear it time and time again when you talk to people from the Guardians organization, but from the front office all the way down through scouts and coaches and players um, in the major and minor leagues and co coaches and player development, the caliber of person that they surround themselves um, with is is exceptional. And, and that's kind of a well-known throughout the industry. So being back with those folks uh, was the, the, the number one draw. And then the second thing I think I associate with Cleveland that many do is thoroughness in terms of their processes. They're just so thoughtful about everything they do, every decision they make. And anytime, you know, Vody talked a lot about this so far and getting hired and how many Zooms he did. But the way I look at it is if you're running this strict filtration process for decision-making and as painful as it is to go through it, when you come on the backside, everyone you're working with also passed that same test. And so it's a, it's a heck of a litmus test. And so those are the two things that I... And I think the most fondly about the organization I'm excited to be um, with every day. Because of your past experience with Cleveland, did you have to do as many Zooms as, as Stephen Vogt did? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't have to do as many vote, uh, Zooms as, uh, as, as voted, but but I did, I did tell him recently that he should stop complaining about Zooms because he was still a player during COVID. And so he's got a lot of Zooming to catch up on from with the rest of us. So, yeah. You're with Cleveland in player development, and then the, the, your most recent position was with the Giants as the bench coach for, for Gabe Kapler. And uh, from a learning perspective, uh, what did you learn in that position that could really serve you well now that you're at the major league level with Cleveland? Well, gosh, that's a, that's a really long answer, but I can I try to boil it down. The first thing I learned is that was my first exposure to everyday life in the major leagues, right? So it was four years of getting such an awesome exposure and understanding the, how difficult those 162 games are on players um, physically and psychologically. And so you have that perspective, you have that respect. Um, you know, the second thing I learned is, you know, just how much of a delicate balance it is every time you're, you're making a decision, um, when you're trying to strike a balance between strategy and, and culture and there's so much influence of information and numbers in the game, but it's still a game played by people. I know you mentioned earlier, uh, one of the, the things that you'll be doing right out of the shoot when the team reports to spring training, you have to make some sense of a daily spring training schedule. How, how far out are you working on that to make sure everyone's moving in the right direction and getting the most out of their days? Um, I am, I'm one of those kooky people who, uh, who love, um, running spring training and doing the schedule. And so with that being said, uh, I'm excited about that. I had to have that continue to have that responsibility. Like I did in San Francisco and I've, and I've already begun scheduling. Uh, I've reached out to some folks for some information and I've built some mock-ups and, um, have been met with a, a decent amount of laughter, um, that it's not December yet, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. That's for sure. And once things get going, uh, during the regular season, I know you mentioned defense will be a big part of it, and, and we talk so much about pitching and scoring runs, but gosh, the, the teams that can catch it um, generally have some good success. And um, 
what's your philosophy in terms of defense and, and the work that goes into that uh, by different players at different positions? Well, I think there's a couple of different things that come to mind when I think about general philosophy. The first one is um, just purely being prepared. And and from at a, a big picture sense, being prepared means think, working backwards from what happens in a game, what happens over a course of a major league season, the rate at which it happens, and then kind of making sure folks are exposed to those activities, to those responsibilities, to those decisions ahead of time, right? Playing uh, a major league baseball game is so difficult and playing defense is even more difficult because it's just reactionary. You never know what's going to happen next. It's predictable, unpredictable. And so I think the more you can be prepared, the more you can be exposed to different scenarios and different plays, the better off you're going to be. So that's the first kind of tenant I think about when I think about defensive philosophies. The second thing um, is, is customization and individual individualization. At the major leagues, you're talking about the, the 1% of the 1%, the greatest players in the world, and they've arrived there for very specific reasons. And so the idea of cookie-cuttering and exposing every player to the exact same activities, that's not necessarily for me. And I think a lot of the folks who'll be working with those vendors feel similarly, um, like like Ruby Ordor, who I've been lucky enough to work with in the past, and JT McGuire. And so I think um, for me, at, at the center of that is just making sure we're tailoring our work to each individual player and their path to the major leagues and their strengths and their weaknesses. And so those are the, the two things that come to mind immediately when, when I'm thinking about defensive philosophy. It's preparation and it's individualization. Kai Correa joining us. He's the major league field coordinator, new member of the coaching staff. And there's always links that, that get certain coaches or players to different teams and organizations. And, uh, yeah, an interesting story. There, there are a lot of levels to you coming back here and, and how that developed, um, maybe the least of which was, was the manager, Stephen Vogt. Explain how that, that comes about and, and eventually lands you here once again in the Cleveland organization. Yeah, you know, I, I think I was fortunate to kind of have, you know, uh, like a triangle around Stephen Vogt. And so the first of which is the obvious connection is that, you know, lots of folks that I've already worked work with players and staff and front officers are, are still there. The boat. And so I have that pre-existing connection. The second is Craig Albernaz, the new bench coach. He and I worked closely together in San Francisco and we have a good relationship. And then the third is that, um, Vogt and I both have really strong Pacific Northwest ties. Um, I, I coached and played in the Northwest for just under 10 years in the South Sound area in Tacoma, Washington. And, and vote grew up and, and played not far away and just continues to reside on the South Sound area. And so we have a lot of folks in common between those kind of three different ways. And then I guess the, that last component is that a lot of the young giant players we were lucky enough to bring along over the last couple of years uh, really look up to the vote from his time there um, prior to our staff arriving. And so we have a lot of mutual connections. And I think that's what you're really relying on when you're when you're going for a job is those mutual connections traditionally become references uh, and are giving suggestions on who to interview. And then you're hoping the interview kind of corroborates what those mutual connections say. And in my case, that's how I arrived on the staff. And background wise, you grew up and uh, played your high school baseball in Hilo, Hawaii. And for fans here, they know that the, the high school baseball season can be a challenge because of the weather in, in the springtime here, not necessarily conducive all the time to baseball. What was it like being able to play baseball in Hawaii as a young kid? 
oh, I mean, you're so fortunate. You, and you don't recognize it until you you go away, right? I'll go into college to the Northwest where it rains. And I, I joke with people that I got a minor in pulling the tarp. You know, as a small college baseball player, you're doing something you did every day. In a way, you just take that for granted, you know, and you're you're out there, you're able to play year round and train outdoors every day and, and work out in a moderate temperature. And so very, very fortunate. Well, I know uh, the Guardians looking forward to, to the new staff, the, the new coaches that are a part of that staff, and you are one of them. And uh, it won't be long now before things will really start clicking. And uh, Kai Correa, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. That is Kai Correa, a new coach on new manager Stephen Vogt's coaching staff for the 2024 season. Stephen Vogt will be on hand next Saturday as Guards Fest returns at the Huntington Convention Center. We'll hear from Kelly Dredge, who will fill us in on all things Guards Fest after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Two seconds left on the clock, third field goal range, and it looks like he's going to go with a five iron. No, wait. The quarterback is skating back on the ice. He's talking with his caddy. They're pulling the goalie. He skates off the fairway as the kicker lines off his putt. It's a breakaway. They bundle their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Touchdown savings, birdie goal. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you. And next week at this time, our show will be live on location at Guards Fest 2024 over at the Huntington Convention Center. And joining us now, the director of live experience for the Guardians, Kelly Dredge, who has uh, done quite a few of these now. And and, uh, Kelly, I know it's kind of a game changer when it moved over to the Huntington Convention Center, where it is again this year. And and what has that done for this event to, to really open it up and make it that much more enjoyable for the fans? Yeah. Hey, Rosie, thanks for having me. Um, we are really excited for Guards Fest coming up next Saturday. And, you know, the Convention Center is a fantastic venue for this event. There's a ton of space, um, blank canvas, and we can do a lot of great things uh we have a baseball diamond uh, that we put in the middle of this event batting cages pitching cages all types of activities um that we have scheduled and of course uh, the big key 
you have to have people from the team there that that people want to see. And um, it sounds like more than 30 players are going to be there and, and a good portion of the coaching staff, too. We have a ton of guys coming to the event this year. Uh, last I checked, we were at 37 guys uh, scheduled to attend, including Jose Ramirez, uh, the Naylor brothers, our platinum and gold glove winner, Andres Jimenez, our gold glove winner, Stephen Kwan, and our new manager, like you said, Stephen Vogt, uh, will be at the event for fans to meet uh, and hear his plans for the upcoming season. So a lot of great guys coming, jam-packed, and really excited. And you mentioned some of, some of the players showing up, and uh, for some, it's pretty easy to, to get back to Cleveland. Most don't live in, in Cleveland during the off season. Some are already out in, in Arizona getting ready for the season at the Goodyear Complex. But someone like a Jose Ramirez, how tricky can that be when, when they're coming in from another country? Yeah, I mean, he is coming in from another country. So, um, you know, hopefully the weather's great and we don't have any uh, travel issues. Um, but we're looking forward to seeing him as well as, you know, the other guys. And as far as interaction, I, I know there's a couple of different ways uh, they go from station to station for different responsibilities during the day. So there is the odd chance that that you could bump into a player or two just in their travels, but also there's some formal um, activities for photos and autographs. Right. So there's a special ticket for autographs uh, with the guys and a lot of different photo opportunities. So um, make sure to get those special tickets uh, and you can meet your, meet your favorite player, get your photo or get an autograph. Where do they get tickets and uh, times for the event? And I know there's two different sessions. Explain the difference and, mm -hmm. and the timing of that next Saturday. Sure. So tickets are available at cleguardians.com. And we have two fun-filled sessions planned for the day. Our morning session, which is exclusively for season ticket members, tickets are $5 and doors open at 8.30. And then our afternoon session is for everybody. Tickets are just 15 bucks and doors open at 1.30. And if all kids under two actually uh, get in free. So bring the kiddos. So we're a week out. You're the, the director of, of live experience. What goes through your mind this week? What are you trying to avoid, if at all possible, to, to make sure you get through next Saturday with a great event for all the fans that come out? Yeah, I think at the back of my mind... Um, is weather. So we want to make sure uh, the weather cooperates and it looks like it's going to actually the weather looks like it's getting pretty cold next weekend. So, you know, instead of being cooped up indoors, I encourage everybody to come out to guards fest, lots of room to stretch your legs, meet your favorite players, let the kids run around on our baseball diamond, take a few swings in our batting cages, uh, Try your arm out in our pitching cages. Just, you know, a lot of lot of things to do. So instead of being cooped up, come on out. Nice little midwinter Saturday in uh, northeast Ohio. The Huntington Convention Center, the site of GuardsFest next weekend. Kelly Dredge, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rosie. And again, go to CLEGuardians.com for all your information and tickets. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Jim Folk, the vice president of Ballpark Renovations. If you've been by Progressive Field, any time in the last couple of months, you know there's major work going on, and Jim's going to fill us in on all of that next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network.
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you, and they let us in the ballpark this week for this segment of our show. As many of you know, Progressive Field undergoing serious renovations. If you've driven by or maybe you've gone to a Cavs game and taken a peek in through the, uh, the left field gate, you see cranes and all kinds of activity in the upper deck. The man overseeing it all is Jim Folk, the vice president of Ballpark Improvements. Jim, that, that's a new title for you. You've been here forever, um, literally since the ballpark opened, and you've been with some other teams in baseball, too, overseeing similar type projects. But uh, before we get to your background, uh, it seems like things are, are coming along nicely here on, on a really big, big renovation project that, that's going to take a little while. Well, thanks, Rosie, and uh, we should have told everybody I made you wear a hard hat and a safety vest and glasses and steel-toed boots on the way in just so nobody gets ideas. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we've got some really exciting uh, things going on here around the park. Uh, You know, we started back in July of last year uh, working for some projects that are going to open up uh, opening day of 24. and uh, those are really moving along well. So uh, real briefly, we've got uh, three things that will open up this year. Uh, one, the fans won't really see, but they're going to appreciate. Uh, we're building a new uh, commissary and kitchen for our food service. And that will allow uh, Delaware North, uh, our, our food service provider, our concessionaire, to supply the fans better, more quickly, uh, with with the delicious food and beverage that they get to enjoy here at the ballpark. Uh, above that, in right field, we removed a number of seating sections uh, that were formerly covered over with... Um, uh, Storage bins? Shipping containers, <laughs> Connex boxes. You, you, you pick your... Uh, your <laughs> they never quite took off, did they? Uh, they were not quite as popular as originally envisioned. but uh, So those are gone, as are uh, the, the seating decks that they sat on. And that's going to be a brand new, uh, wide-open group area. Uh, fans will be able to come in inside instead of being out on the uh, outside on a uh, tent. Uh, as we've done previously, um, and uh, great views of the city. We've expanded the deck in addition to making more space up there, uh, new restroom facilities, uh, uh, new canopies, um, new food and beverage opportunities up there. And then the other one is opposite that, on left field, up above the Terrace Club, the former Terrace Club, now the Terrace Hub. And that will be a... Uh, if you think about the corner bar, it'll be that kind of an experience up there. Uh, great place to gather, great views, again, of the ball game as well as of the city and downtown. And that'll open up, uh, again, for opening day of uh, 24. Uh, what you And so as we look out from your you have an office that overlooks the field, and as we look out at both of those locations, right field and left field, upper deck, it seems like they're making some pretty good progress. What, what are you seeing out there right now that gives you confidence that, that it's going along at the right pace? Uh, you know, Rosie, no construction person will ever tell you they're ahead of schedule or at least more than five minutes. But um, when I look out there and I look at what had been scheduled and where they are, I think we're in really good shape for this project. We've had great weather, and this team uh, – has really taken great advantage of 
the weather that we've had. Um, we had Cleveland Building Trades working in here, and they are just doing a great job, uh, good quality work. Actually, it's kind of funny because as they're doing demolition of what was built 30 years ago by Cleveland Building Trades, they're having a little tougher time doing some of the demo because the building is still in that good of shape, that good condition that these guys did 30 years ago. But um, they are they have just really taken uh, great advantage of good weather, uh, working hard, uh, working against a, a tight schedule. Um, but I think we're going to be in pretty good shape uh, come opening day, having all of these projects uh, uh, underhand and uh, uh, you know uh, ready to go, ready to entertain the fans. It's Jim Folk joining us, the vice president of Ballpark Improvements, and uh, we've been talking about the the project portion that's going to be ready for next opening day, 2024, uh, upper deck left field, upper deck right field. So after that, uh, where does it continue from there, maybe even during the season next year if you're able, and then really uh, hammering away in the offseason? Sure. Well, so the Terrace Club, the fans will notice this very clearly. The, the old left field Terrace Club w- is going to be completely reimagined it will be completely under construction throughout the 24 season. Uh, that will open up in 25 uh, for opening day. Uh, and kind of exciting because it used to be sort of an island within the ballpark. And now we're making it accessible to everybody to uh, either uh, to get from the main concourse through the Terrace Club and up to this new uh, upper deck left field. Uh, and that'll be opening day of 25. They'll also notice that our office building on Ontario Street, uh, we're doing a, a pretty major renovation to that building, and uh, that'll be barricaded off. So what they'll see is they're driving up Ontario or walking across Gateway Plaza. Uh, they'll see construction barriers and cranes and that sort of thing as we, uh, as we work through. But the big one, uh, as you say, is uh, next offseason, the 24 offseason, is our service level. We're completely redoing both home and visiting clubhouses, bringing them up to modern day standards. 30 years ago we opened up and we had about as good as you could possibly hope for in Major League Baseball and uh, unfortunately we've kind of fallen behind as all these other ballparks have grown up uh, since then. So we're going to bring that up to uh, modern day Major League Baseball standards. and uh, but we've got a really tight window there. We don't have to worry too much about the weather because it's all under you know inside the building. But there's a lot of work to be done in a pretty confined space in a really confined amount of time. So we're looking forward to uh, again this great uh, uh, construction management, our contractors, our trades, uh, all you know getting after it and getting that done. Uh, and then our work is, this project will wrap up opening day of 2025, um, and uh, really looking forward to it. I think the fans are going to love what uh, what we're doing for this year in particular. I think when the Terrace Club opens up, they'll really appreciate that. I think that uh, when we've got the clubhouses uh, done, I think it's a much better environment for our players. Our baseball operations guys are going to be able to uh, uh, you know, really maximize uh, uh, what the players are able to do, how they can go about their business, uh, their training, their rehabilitation, all of those sorts of things. 
Um, so I think uh, all in all, this is really going to be a terrific project when we look back at it. And uh, before we get into to your background and, and a lifetime in baseball with some really cool projects, uh, we look out there and, and there's a couple of cranes on the field. I mean, humongous cranes. Uh, there's stuff all over. It's a mess, which it should be at this stage right. of, of the, the construction. For folks who are here, fans who are here for Tito's last game, which was the last home game of the regular season, ended about 10 o'clock. When did the cranes enter the field? How quickly did that all take place? Because it seems like there was some urgency right after the <laughs> final out, and everyone said, Tito, great job for those 11 years. Now we got to get to work on something. I think you were probably saying that, but uh, it seemed like they got him out here really fast. Well, I never said it out loud, but I, I have to admit I was thinking it. Well, Brandon Kanke and his crew, before the lights went out that night, uh, they had all the wall pads off. Uh, they had put down protection on uh, the warning track. That next morning, uh, we had a crew in here taking the field up. Uh, the cranes moved in uh, three days later. We put down what we call the Hickory Highway. It's massive, 12-inch square, 30-foot-long, uh, uh, think railroad ties, that these two huge cranes plus smaller cranes plus semi-trucks. Uh, just a little bit ago, I had a concrete mixer out there pumping concrete up to the upper deck. Um, so all that stuff went on. And, again, the coordination between our construction manager, our team, Brandon's crew did a phenomenal job, Gateway, uh, while we were bringing the Hickory Highway and these two cranes that come in, I don't know how many flatbeds, you know, they have to assemble it on site. Uh, the Cavs had, uh, there was a circus next door. <laughs> and so working with the Cavs and the uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse staff, who are just terrific neighbors, uh, we got all of that worked out. It all came together. The cranes were up and functional, uh, I want to say within a week of that last out um, and we thought it would be about three weeks so again it just speaks to uh, the great effort by the team that we selected to uh, to undertake this project uh, and that's how they managed to get us to this point where as you look out there it looks awful it's actually in pretty good shape the uh, one of the cranes is gone the other crane is going to be out of here next week uh, I'm not sure when I give Brandon his field back because we still have a lot more work to do out there. But, uh, again, it's uh, opening day. That's, that ain't moving. And uh, we'll, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape uh, when we get to that point, though. A couple more minutes with Jim Folk, who's the vice president of ballpark improvements. For many, many years, he was the vice president of ballpark operations. Uh, you love this place. You have experience prior to this with Tropicana Field when that opened down in St. Pete and, and uh, to some extent a little bit with the new, uh, the new Comiskey Park at the time, as it was called. But, but you came here, and you see something like this going on uh, this time around with these renovations. Uh, but for you, what does this place mean to you, having seen it from just about its beginning um, and kind of overseeing these different projects, first the construction and then a couple of different renovations? Well, uh you know, I know it's progressive field. This is my ballpark. I mean, <laughs> with with all due uh, humility and respect, um, I got here and uh, mass excavation had just completed. It was a big hole in the ground when I arrived, and I was just so fortunate to be here uh, through all of that. Uh, the first 
concrete pour that took place down in what's now the uh, third base dugout and the first steel coming out of the ground, which is over in right field in the outfield. And I got to see all of that and be here for uh, almost two years of construction. And then I thought I'd leave after a couple of years. It was when all the new ballparks were coming up. And I realized there is no better place than Cleveland, Ohio. And I don't care what anybody says. This town, I mean, it became home very quickly. My daughters both uh, grew up here. They grew up in this ballpark. Um, you know, they'd come down with Dad on a Saturday during the off season uh, because I had some work to do, and and uh, or they'd come to a ball game, and you know, I'd, I'd find a place uh, for them to sit while I did my job. But um, the, I, I I say without any irony or anything else, I have never worked a day in my life, Rosie. I have been, I'm going to say, blessed to have been able to do what I've been able to do for the people I've done it for and with for 45 years now almost. Uh, you know, 10 years with the White Sox, three years down St. Pete, and then 30, almost two here. And it has just been, it, every day is different. And when, when you're running the ballpark and you're working with, you know, at our heyday, when we were sold out for 455 games and we had almost 2,000 game day employees, and something would change every single day. You know, you'd, you'd see something different. And uh, used to tell our, our staff, it's, you know, pick a time before the gates open. Pick a time, the top of the third inning or at 8.15, whatever it is. And wherever you are, just stop. Give yourself a minute or two and just stop and look around and soak it in because those were really truly magical days you know the new ballpark the sold out crowds the great teams that we've had in here this is not a job this is i don't know a, a way of life that they happen to pay us for it is just it it's a thrill to be here truly truly um and uh, i've been very fortunate that uh the organization has allowed me to uh transfer back into this role that I first came up with, which was to kind of oversee the project of getting it uh, built and open. And now they're letting me do this, you know, for this major uh, renovation. And I'm just, um, uh, I, I am so grateful, so thrilled to, to be able to do it. It's never worked a day in my life. So in closing, with that perspective, Having been here at the, I mean, literally the very beginnings of this place coming out of the ground, uh, it's going to look wonderful when this renovation's done. But is there a part of you when you see the, the demolition part that says, <laughs> oh, no, no, no? You know, there's a, there is a little bit of that. But one of the things when we were selecting our architect and we we're selecting our construction manager was whatever you do, it has to look like it belongs. It has to look like... What Joe Spear from HOK Sport thought 35 years ago, when he spent weeks, maybe months, driving around town, getting the feel of the community before drawing this building. And, you know, the light towers that are, you know, evoke the smokestacks from uh, the Industrial Valley and the uh, soaring steel that looks like the bridges going over the Cuyahoga and the exposed steel and the uh, the brick and all those kinds of things. It has to look like it belonged. And I think they did a great job 
of incorporating, it's going to look like it like it was here. And hopefully nobody really, they look at it and they go, that's really cool. Why didn't they do that before? Because it looks like this was part of the original plan. It doesn't look like anything was bolted on. doesn't look like, you know, uh, somebody Frankenstein this thing together, but that it was really part of the original design, that they were respecting the original design intent. Uh, and I think they have just done a terrific job. I, I couldn't say enough good things about our, our design partners uh, and, our, and our construction uh, team is, is executing on that design. Exciting times to be sure here at Progressive Field as it undergoes another renovation. Jim Folk, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Rosie, thanks for having me. It is always a pleasure. I'm happy to uh, put a hard hat on you anytime, and uh, you come out and see me, and uh, we'll point stuff out to you. You want this project to go off without a hitch. That might hamper that. He's the best in the business, folks. Uh, Jim Folk, Vice President of Ballpark Improvements with the Cleveland Guardians. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come. Our final segment coming your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. It's 40 Love here in the third set. And there's the bell. She's coming off the bench hot, looking for a quick knockdown. But wait, she's driving to the hoop. Oh, down goes the champ. Now that's another double fault. She'll be shooting too. The serve is up. And here comes the left hook. She's bundled her home and auto insurance with Progressive. Swish, ace, savings, TKO. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. That's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze. And don't forget, our show next week, we will be live at GuardsFest. So we'll go on the air at 5 o'clock from the Huntington Convention Center. Swing by. You can uh, see the show live. We'll have some great guests. The word is, at least right now, we should have Stephen Vogt stopping by, among others. So a chance to, to visit with the new manager next week on our show and uh, see how things are going for him so far as we get closer to his first spring training as a major league manager. But again, we'll be on that stage kind of in the middle of the convention center right near the Bally's crew with Andre Knott and some others. Uh, we'll be right next door as uh, our flagship station, WTAM, will be on the air most of the day. And we'll have this show, Guards Guardians Weekly from GuardsFest, live on location at 5 o'clock next Saturday. So join us then. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.